Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you doing today? I am, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, it's not like 300 degrees out. Um, I think it might actually be 300 degrees out here in a few days. Uh, the summer might never end. But like when I was a kid, I never wanted summer to end. So, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to deal with it. I feel like it hasn't been terrible. So I'm I'm just happy about that. It's rained a lot here, which I'm not a huge fan of. But Let's see. It's uh, here in the Midwest. I think it's a little drier. It's actually been raining for the first time lately. So it's kind of finally cooled off the... Uh, the general area, and if you're aware of how, um, you know, the Midwest works, it's just a bunch of farmers complaining about how it hasn't rained or how it's rained too much or uh, some other nonsense. But I'm sure it'll warm up. It always warms up before Labor Day. Um, Labor Day is uh, around my birthday, so it's always too hot for my birthday. It's always too hot for Labor Day. And um, I don't know it's a, nice, it's a nice way to end the summer. I like. I'm a big fan of Labor Day. It is one last nice big cookout and food and all the fun. And yeah. I'm excited for today because we get to talk about a team that actually has a bench that doesn't make me want to throw up. Uh, really? What what team is that, Tyler? What team do you think it is? I feel like these people already know. Why do we we always try to like hide it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, oh, don't spoil which team it is, and like you literally clicked on the Indiana Pacers preview. Like you, you know what we're doing. You're, you're out here. Uh, you, you're out here, grinding. We're not tricking anybody here. I feel like we might, we might, we still might have tricked someone. Maybe yeah. one time, maybe one time you should just name it the wrong one. Just yeah. don't worry. The don't worry about it. Preview. <laughs> and it's just you just guess. It's a mystery preview. I'll see. I'll see if that gets more downloads. The mystery preview. But no, this one is for the Indiana Pacers. We're doing our thirty. Uh, teams in over 30 days and um, so far so good I, I, I don't know if we're almost halfway through uh, I don't know how far we are I feel like we're a little over halfway but I don't know I haven't done the count we might not even be halfway actually <laughs> uh oh we, this is like the right when we're like oh we're doing really well and then we realize we're not halfway and then like the last ones were like oh my gosh there's so many teams no we've done a lot now I feel like we've done half at least all right, well, let's get into uh, the Pacers here. Let's see. What did the Pacers do this offseason? The Not Pacers a, had a, a second offseason where they've done at least a few moves. I feel like some of these teams, they're running back like all the same guys, right? These guys, at least they got Doug McDermott. They got Kyle O'Quinn. They yeah, got a the, couple draft uh, picks on the team. Yeah, Chicago Bulls, great. Doug McDermott, um, who uh, we traded for, uh, traded for campaign. They got Tyreek Evans. That was the one. That was the that was the name I was looking for. Yeah, they they picked up Tyreek Evans. They picked up Kylo Quinn. They drafted Aaron Holiday, who uh, is worth uh, a second look. And um, they sadly lost uh, Lance Stevenson to the Lakers. But like this team was making moves uh, in a very slow um, off season. Uh, they didn't do a whole lot to change the I guess the shape of their starters. 
But I think they did um, at least some things to make their team a little stronger. And that's good. That's positive. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek over Lance is a big upgrade right there. Uh, McDermott should give them a little more floor spacing. And yeah, that- you know we're both fans of Kyle O'Quinn. I don't think he's going to get a ton of minutes here, but. No, it's Kyle Quinn's always the uh, man. Look at his per, per thirty six, and he only plays twenty two minutes. But he is in a new uh, environment, so it, it will be int- uh, someone to pay attention to. He's always worth uh, a stream. Uh, if you didn't stream, honestly, if you did not stream Kylo Quinn last year, you're either in too deep a league or you're not playing fantasy basketball right. I feel like every single person streams Kylo Quinn at some point during the season. It's a rite of passage as your of your fantasy season. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, so let's go to what is usually the question we start out with here. What is the most interesting um, storyline here for the Indiana Pacers going into the next fantasy season? Well, I think it's the addition of Tyreek Evans and how that affects the chasm of the rest of the fantasy relevant men on this team, right? Yeah, you got a, a guy who, I mean, had his best season since his uh, weird elite rookie season. Um, coming into a team that needed uh, kind of a backup guard, but is Tyreek a backup guard? Is he a starting guard? Does he start over Darren Collison? Uh, can he play with Victor Oladipo? Uh, when he, uh, when Victor Oladipo kind of is a default um, ball in his hands guard anyway. Uh, can you play Tyreek at the three even and put a uh, Collison Tyreek and Oladipo out there? Um, I, 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 go ahead. I think they signed Evans to be the, the six man type. Yeah. Kind of score off the bench, which this team needed. Right. I think the starting lineup of the, I mean, Darren Collison has transformed himself into one of the best, at least percentage-wise, three-point shooters in the NBA. Which is incredible and I think very, very overlooked. I just want to throw it out there. On per-game value, 9-cat, Darren Collison finished in the top 50 last year. Not surprised. He had a great season. Because I think if you didn't own Darren Collison, you would be surprised by that. So the, the thing with Evans is what is Tyreek Evans? <laughs> I mean, we saw two, the, you know, we saw the last three years, 25, 40, 52 games. Now, people are going to remember him, I think, for being great because a lot of people picked him up off the waiver wire to, like, start their season, and he was awesome in the games that he played. And, like, this round of awesome was consistent. Usually, if you pick up Tyreek, he's awesome for a week, and he either gets hurt or he just falls back out or he doesn't play. He was consistently playing about 30 minutes a night, and the first half of the last season, he was killing it. The second half of the season, I think the shot kind of got away from him, but he was still 25 rebounds, six to seven assists, steal and a half. And, um, you know, sometimes a, almost a half a block in the second half. Well, and here's what's crazy, though, is he didn't play that much in the second half. And it was all because, right, they said they were going to trade him, so they, like, sent him home. And they never traded him, and then he just, like, never came back. And Yeah, that was super, super weird. So was he hurt? Was his, were his feelings hurt? I don't know. I don't really know what happened there. 
and maybe we never really know like what that, happened. That there. feels like something that Memphis should have been fined for. I've seen other teams be fined. I think the the Bulls. If you're drinking, uh, playing at home, feel free to drink on the mention of the Chicago Bulls. Were actually fined last year for purposely losing games. I don't know how you get fined for that when Memphis literally sent one of their best player, healthy players home for the last half of the season. And they were like, Oh yeah, no, this is just uh just normal stuff here. Yes. That, that was just weird. And Bullshit not, is what it was. I'm not going to speculate on what even happened. I'm assuming that the difference was the bulls had no excuse and there had to have been some sort of reasoning behind this. And that's why they didn't. Get fined, or we've seen this with some of those smaller market teams. Sometimes that stuff just doesn't really make the public eye like it would in Chicago, right? Like maybe they got fined, and the guy from the commercial appeal was just like, "I'm not going to write a story about that." And so then no one covered it. I doubt it. Right? So I doubt it. I I honestly think there was a reason. There was some sort of reason there. And it yeah. was some, something that the league accepted. What that reason is, I'm not going to speculate. Yeah, I'm not sure. So uh, going into Indiana's season uh, with with Tyreek Evans probably being more of a six-man, though a heavy, heavily played six-man, uh, I'm going to set the over-under on minutes per game at 30. What are you taking, Tyler? Give me the, Give me the under. I just feel like he's going to be kind of in that range. But as a six man, right, I think we see a lot of times them flirt with that 30 minutes but end up finishing just under. So I'm going to go just under at like 29, 29 and a half. Yeah, only three guys on this Indiana team played more than 30 minutes a game. Uh, Corey Joseph even played uh, 27 minutes a game. So uh, I think with a lot of guards in the mix, his, his minutes probably do decrease a little bit. And, you know, I'm still worried about Tyreek's health. I'm worried about um, really his consistency. So uh, in a Mike-only draft, where does Tyreek Evans get picked? Where Or doesn't uh, And that's a example answer, too, is he's outside the top. He's yeah. outside the standard league range. I mean, that's we've seen Tyreek be outside the standard league range plenty, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm not sure he I end up picking him. But if I have to rank, yeah, right. This is Mike only. Evans. Like I think he's going to go higher than I'm going to want to pick him. But this yeah. is a Mike only league, so he's a, he's a top 100 guy. So they're all mics here. There's a lot, that would be a fun league. I might start a all Mike league. Just me, ten me's drafting against each other. Sounds wonderful. Um, with a little Josh bit. Josh Lloyd does that every year, I think. Yeah, for basketball. The Josh Lloyd draft. Half those guys are just his alt accounts. That's right. <laughs> his his burners. Part. They're all his burners. Burners, yeah. It's him. It's all his, <laughs> him and his burners, and the other half's Katie and his burners. That's it. That's who's in those leagues. Um, his usage is going to go down. So just mark that. Just mark that on there. Uh, that doesn't mean he still can't produce decent standard league value i would probably pick him somewhere after 80 or 85 i'm not i'm I'm not wasting a top six round seventh round pick on him 
not not going to do it. I think there's just too many other guys out there who are going to play more minutes, be, maybe be a little bit more consistent or have a higher upside. Because I think what you're seeing is like there's probably not a best a better case scenario for Tyreek Evans than there was last year, and that's probably his how good he can possibly be. Well, and we have no reason to think that he's going to stay healthy or be able to handle that workload or anything. I mean, he hasn't really been good. I mean, you said it since 2010, right? He had a, a season after that where he played 57 games, right? He had one good year in there, I guess, when he played for the Pelicans in 2014-2015. Solid year. That was a good year. But it's like, you know, the games are always up and down with him. Yep. So, so here's what I'll say. I feel like I'm not going to own him at all. I feel like someone's going to take him inside the top 100, and that's a shot. But I'm going to shoot for somebody else. I'd rather have Will Barton. Oh, you know how much I don't like Will Barton. I know you're always hating on Will Barton. Um, and of course, I'd rather have Will Barton. Um, so I got a couple guys I'd like to ask you in the okay. in the guardish range. Um, we will start with Evan Fournier. See, I think Evan Fournier is actually un, pretty underrated right now. Uh, I think a lot of people just kind of either don't know that person uh, plays basketball or um, don't uh, or had a bad experience Googling his last name, which I do. Please don't do not Google his list. It's not a joke. Do not do, do not that. want to see that. Um, I think I'd rather have, I think I'd rather have Evan Fournier because I think Evan Fournier stays healthy. Yeah. Right. I just feel a lot better about him. Alfred Payton. <sighs> Very similar. I'd, I'd probably take Alfred. Oh, no. Alfred Payton's on uh, the Thunder now? The Pelicans. Oh, no. He's on the Pelicans. Who's on the Thunder? Oh, Dennis Schroeder. That's who. Yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to our own review of the uh, uh, preview for the Oklahoma City Thunder, where I do actually talk about Dennis Schroeder being on the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> um, I'll probably go with uh, Alfred Payton on the Pelicans. I like anyone who plays with Anthony Davis. And you got to figure he's going to start. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm in on probably into uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Ooh, this is where you might get me to go with Tyreek because Dennis Smith Jr., his percentages are, are so bad. And... Oh, we can talk about this, too. All those point guards from that draft, right, they had the five big point guards. None of them can shoot Not a one. field goal or a free throw or a three-pointer for that matter. None of yeah. them. So in reality, they'll be out of the league in, in four years because now you can have Ben Simmons and Luka Doncic running point, and you don't need Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know, man. Dennis Smith Jr. is a crazy athlete. Yeah. I think Dennis Smith Jr. gets a lot better this year. I think he win a dunk contest, but uh, that don't win games. I feel like Dennis Smith Jr. Is, I'd rather have him this year. I think he's going to be better. And part of it is he's going to have a little more floor spacing around him with with Doncic and I feel like a pick and roll with Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan might be pretty dangerous, especially when Doncic's Doncic's running it. We get two cutters, maybe get Dennis Smith cut from that weak side. Okay. You're, you're, you're making a hard sell. I'm going with Tyreek Evans. I'm going with Dennis Smith there. All right. That's all I got. I'm not going to ask anymore. All right. I'm gonna we're I'm gonna ask you one more question about Tyreek Evans. This is the all Tyreek all the time episode of watching the boxes. How many Indiana Pacers would you draft before 
Tyreek Evans. So let's go with the shoe ins first, right? You got Oladipo yeah. and you got Miles Turner. So there's two. Yeah. Okay. So then things get tight. Oh, come on. I mean, I think there's another shoe in here. We, our boy Thad Young. We love Thad Young. Oh, well, yeah, Thad Young. Okay. Sure. I, I miss that. I miss Thad Young. Okay, yeah. Put him in. I'm definitely having him. So then it's him and Darren Collison, right? And yeah. in a Roto League, I'd rather have Collison. Collison has just, the last few years, transformed himself into a very efficient player. And so if it's Roto, definitely give me Collison. And then head to head, I'll have to think about how many minutes Evans can steal from Collison. I, I mean, do, I, you, do you even want to say maybe uh, Bogdanovich or uh, or Sabonis? Are they are they in the mix for standard league this year? I know Bogdanovich is. Here's another thing that could hurt uh, Thaddeus Young is is Sabonis might steal some of his minutes, right? Because I don't know that I don't know that Sabonis is really a power forward, but I think they're going to try him there. I, I um, think they they kind of have no choice, right? Yeah. So. It, okay, so ahead of Tyreek Evans for me would be Oladipo, Young, Collison, Turner. I think that you could make a standard league case for Bogdanovich and Sabonis. Sabonis is probably in the streaming category for me. Bogdanovich is probably in the – if you picked him at the end, I wouldn't mind, but he's probably a streamer too. Yeah, I think I like Tyreek Evans' fantasy value more than Bogdanovich, even if Bogdanovich is going to play more minutes. If Sabonis is going to play like 31 or 32 minutes, now you're talking about a guy uh, who might be uh, maybe going above uh, Tyreek Evans. But I'm with you. I think there's uh, I think there's four guys above. Uh, I, I think I'd rather go Darren Collison as well, especially in a Roto League. Let's talk about um, Victor Oladipo. Let's just get it out of the way. Victor Oladipo had an outstanding breakout year. Uh, one of those leaps that uh, I think a lot of people who – followed Oladipo's career or at least his fantasy career uh, knew that he had in him. Uh, he was just in a mess of an organization who didn't know how to use him. But this was not the first period of time where Oladipo was a top playing like a top 10 player. This was just the first time he did it for an entire season. And I think, uh, you know, Oladipo is here to stay. Um, is Oladipo uh, a first round draft pick? No. Ooh, no. Hard no from Tyler. Hard no. And top 10, finished top 10 per game last year. Hard no from Tyler. Awesome. He was great. Where does Victor Oladipo get better from that season, Mike? Um, hmm. He could get a, another, some more assists, perhaps. Really? You think so? I mean, he could work on it. Okay, I mean, he could. Victor Oladipo is 26 years old. Victor Oladipo is great, and you know I am a big Victor Oladipo fan. I just feel like in that first round, give me Paul George, give me Damian Lillard, give me Kawhi Leonard. Right? Like, that. that's that's eating up a lot of the back end of that first round, right? Probably give me Jimmy Butler, even though I, I don't I – mean, Jimmy Butler might get injured, but I think I'd still maybe rather have him than Victor Oladipo. I might take Oladipo for the steals over Jimmy Butler. I mean, I know Jimmy Butler gets really, really good steals. Uh, but that's, that's where like, I have him as well, like second uh, – uh, top of the second round. Right, so I have him, yeah, somewhere in that 12 to like 15 range, which is yeah. – maybe he's the last pick in that first round for me. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm going to take Paul George or Dame Willard or someone else is going to be there that I want a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, 
Oladipo's usage was incredibly high on this team. He blew away his career high in steals. And steals are kind of a weird category where they kind of come and go. Um, he almost averaged a block a game. I actually think that is pretty legit. But, you know, other other than that, like, there's, I think this is who Victor Oladipo is. Like, I think he finally got the keys to a team and the dude just balled out. Now, will teams be able to plan better for him this year? Um, he does have a little bit better supporting cast. Uh, I'm not really afraid of Oladipo, um, but I'm also – I don't want to overhype him. I think there is some overhype with Oladipo so, out there. Uh, I've seen people taking him uh, a little too high in some of these mock drafts, and I, I'm with you. I think he's a top, top of the second round type of player. Here's my my case for why he's not that number 10 player. He shot 47%. He's never done that. We see that a lot, too. We see guys all, all of a sudden shoot 47 48%, and then revert back to the mean. Right, invert back to 44 So I, I, I'll even say maybe he gets a little better, shoots 45 But I don't think he shoots 47 So then we see his points dip a little bit right there to put him. He also shot a career-high three-point percentage. Now, you can say he's been working on that, right? Like, he shot 37%. It's not anything, like, outrageous. But we could see a little regression in that, too. I feel like he's more of a 20, 21 point score than 23 that he was last year. So there's a small hit. And I feel like the other small hit, you said it, it comes in the steals. I feel like he's probably a two steal a game guy, but to say he's 2.4, we don't see too many guys getting 2.4 yeah, in back-to-back years. I mean, that's 2.4 was pretty absurd. In fact, in his last 25 games, he averaged over three steals a game. Right, so we got to feel like that's more like two. And so those couple little drops there drop him from 10th to 12th or 13th maybe, or 14th yeah, or 15th. 15th, you know, still a an elite player, a guy you 100% want on your team and a guy who's just killing it um, in quite a few categories, especially steals. Uh, I still will um, draft him if the price is right. Um, I think I think I'll get him in uh, probably half half the leagues I'm in. Um, but I, We'll see. I feel like some of the people too are they're out on him. I like he's not a sexy, sexy name yet. No, right? He was a first-time All Star, and I feel like guys like Jimmy Butler, Paul George, right? They're all kind of a little bit better known. Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons. I see Ben Simmons go over him a lot. I've seen a lot of high Ben's people on Ben Simmons. And so I think that I might have a fair share of Victor Oladipo just in the sense that he slips to like 17, 18, and I snag Oh, yeah, that's a, that'd be a pretty good pickup. Uh, one of the guys I really want to talk about on this team um, I'm, I'm very interested in is Miles Turner. Uh, Miles Turner was due kind of for a breakout season. He was a lot of people's uh, breakout candidate of last year, and uh, he really shit the bed. Uh, he obviously – uh, had a uh, injury, so he was uh, out, but he never really got it together. Um, I don't know if you remember this though, Tyler. Uh, you probably do because you you know you you do follow this stuff pretty closely. He got like a really incredibly severe concussion in in like what was it like the first game of the season? Yeah, it was early on. I won't swear to it be in the first game, but it was very early in the season. Uh, he didn't play in the second game of the season, so. I'm gonna guess it was. I it was like right near the end, or maybe halfway. Actually, maybe like halfway through that game. 
Um, and he didn't play f- until November. And even then he played like limited minutes and, and there was something off with him. And I feel like there was something off with him for the rest of the season. Now you're seeing, and you know, take this stuff with a grain of salt. Cause this is the time of the, this is the time and the place for this kind of crap where you're seeing a lot of like, Oh, he's never been in better shape. He's doing yoga. He's uh, looks really fit. He's been working on his three, like, all that stuff's coming out right now, but uh, a lot of I've seen a lot of people touting Miles Turner as like, you know, this guy's going to be really, really good next year. In the season before last, he finished twenty fourth per game in nine cat, and, and, and in totals was sixteenth because he played eighty one games. So this was a guy who is you know due to be a you know a, a top twenty five breakout player. Last year per game finished fifty seventh. 69th in totals only over 65 games only playing 28 minutes a game um tyler which which one of these is the real miles turner so i'll give you all a research project to do and it won't take very long if you can just google miles turner and go to his basketball reference page look at those per 36 stats okay so this eliminates the minutes factor right and it's just per 36 minutes every season miles turner was the exact same player he's always been last year he just didn't play as many minutes now the one big difference or the one small difference was he shot way more three-pointers and so therefore his field goal percentage went down but his three-point makes went up okay so that was the one difference and he made that trade-off, and we've seen a lot of guys make that trade-off in recent years. But yeah, that's just the way the league is going to go. He was, as far as everything else, he's pretty much the exact same player he's always been. So the question, I think, to me is what minutes does Miles Turner get? We know what Miles Turner is per minute. How many minutes does Miles Turner play? And they've just brought in Kylo Quinn. We talked about Sabonis getting more minutes. So Sabonis could play at the five. Kyle Quinn's going to play at the five, but there's backup minutes to be had. But you're talking about a, a 22-year-old who um, allegedly should be slated as the second-best player on this team, a guy they should be able to build around. I'm not sure why he wouldn't get 32-plus minutes a game. And here's the other thing that goes in miles turner's favor right some people might say oh well sabonis played well last year and sabonis showed that he's a a better player than he was with the thunder and he should get more minutes miles turner played okay team usa didn't play this year they just had a training camp because they didn't have any games they didn't schedule any exhibitions miles turner was part of that training camp yeah he's elite enough to to be at with with team usa right they're not inviting guys who are not really 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 good players right they have enough yeah they didn't invite steven adams but also steven adams is not american so that's why they didn't invite him but they i mean miles turner got the nod over a lot of really good players yeah absolutely so i don't see why he doesn't get more minutes i'm wary of picking him i actually thought i would be on him a lot because i figured oh he had a bad year and some people would be out on him but the site seemed to have ranked him really high again I've uh, I've seen a little bit of hit or miss here. I think the sites have them uh, around a, a pretty solid value where people are seeing him on the list and going, oh, yeah, Miles Turner is out here. But I, I have seen him slip um, past 50, uh, past 60 even. 
And I, I would, I would a hundred percent have him on my team before the 50th pick. He's in my top 50. Oh, he's definitely in my top 50 too. Like pretty easily. I think. But if uh, you tell me I got to pick him at like 35, which is where I saw him go the other day in the draft, hmm. I'm out on that, I think. That's you know? a little early. Uh, right. let, me, let, me, let me ask you a few who's your rathers. All right. I'm game. All right. Miles Turner or Marcus Ole, your boy? Oh, Marcus Ole. That's pretty fair. All right. Miles Turner or Nikola Vujovic? You know, that's another guy I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I'm gonna, a guy, also a guy people are out on as well because they're like, oh, Orlando's going to be a completely different team with Mo Bamba. It's like, why would Vujovic not get the same 29 minutes he got last year where he was like super efficient hitting threes and rebounding? I actually think those two are really, really close. I'm going to go for Turner just in the sense that I think we could see maybe a little something extra from Turner. We know what Vujovic is. Yeah. Vujovic is not – now he's not changing his spots. Plus, I'll say this about Vucevic. He seems to miss a couple weeks every – he does the Chris Paul. He yeah. seems to miss a couple weeks every year with, like, a random injury. Like, oh, he broke his nose or he twisted his ankle or he fell down his stairs or he did whatever. also a world where Vucevic starts playing 26 minutes and then 24 minutes and the, the young guys start playing and maybe they're trying to trade Vujovic or maybe well, they send him home. Like they randomly sent home Tyler or Tyreek Evans last year, even though they didn't get fined for it. If, uh, if you believe the rumors, right, they've tried to trade Vujovic every year since they acquired him and whatever year that I one. believe, I believe the rumors. That's probably a hundred percent true. So uh, I'd rather take a guy who they're trying to build the franchise um, at least part of the franchise around and Turner who could exceed versus a guy who has the potential of uh, almost maybe, maybe not even being played because the organization is such a crapshoot. Fair. Yeah. Oh, I got one more for you. Miles Turner or LaMarcus Aldridge. Now that that's hurtful right there. That's a tough one. Um, Two guys probably a little underrated this year. Well, and Aldridge has the has the Marta Rosen, so you know that's kind of a uh, he was kind of the number one option last year, and now he's probably yeah. the number two option to Demar. We've seen what happens when Lamarcus is number two. He's still good, but he's not. You know, he's not elite, right? So. Man, that's that's kind of a, a case by case basis, and I'll I'll say that for this reason: if I feel like I haven't really taken any shots yet, I might take a shot on Miles Turner being better. If you said you played the season a hundred times, which player was better more often? It would probably be Aldridge, right? Like he's probably a safer player, but I feel like Miles yeah. Turner has a much higher upside. Yeah, I think um, I'd rather go with. Turner so, for that upside and for the potential of a guy who gets two blocks a game. I'm with you there. I I, I just wish Turner That's would close. rebound. That's I wish Turner good. would rebound a little bit more too. I'll say that. Like, grab a couple more boards, man. Help me yeah. out. Come on. Well, you know you got Thad Young out there just you know, grabbing every single rebound and stealing everything. I'm a big Thad Young fan. I guarantee I'll own some Thad Young this year. We love Thad Young. Uh, 1.9 uh, – oh, excuse me, 1.7 steals a game for Thad Young last year. A quiet 
almost two steals a game, um, along with um, six rebounds, 12 points, and um, a, a pretty good field goal percentage and a, a bad free throw percentage, but he only shoots 1.1 free throw a game. Like, this guy hides in every single draft. He's a top 100 player, and sometimes you can get the guy with your last pick. He's like a top 75 player, I think. Like, he's, he's he deserves uh, way more respect than he gets. Um, probably maybe not top 75 player that might be stretching it but maybe not this. in 29 minutes a game in mark changes he ranks 98th and i don't really see any way he doesn't get 29 minutes a game yeah i see him getting more minutes than that uh do you want to talk about uh bogdanovich do you want to talk about uh darren collison anymore Corey joseph any maybe some deep guys out there for you well okay let's say this where where are you taking collison we know what Collison is at this point. We do know what Collison is at this point. He's he's very efficient. He's not, you know, nothing he does is super outstanding. Um, assists are a little bit harder to come by these days, and he is decent at that. I mean, just because his ceiling is so low, I'm probably taking him if I need a guard in that 60 to 70 range. And that might be, maybe I'm taking him a little low. But I'm not just, I'm just... I'm a little bit more excited about guys with higher upside who are floating around that area. I might move them up a little bit if I was in a, in a if I was doing a roto league, but uh, maybe I'd rather take a swipe at uh, Doncic in that range or Chris Dunn in that range versus old boring Darren Collison. Oh, I definitely feel like we know exactly what he is. Yes. So, like, if if you want upside, he's not the pick. But with those unsexy players, whatever you want to call them, right? We see guys going for Doncic and Jared Allen and Larry Nance and Lonzo Ball. And, and like, then, like, you don't have to take Darren Collison. But here's my, here's my point. It gets like around. It gets to like pick 90 and Darren Collison is just staring you in the grill. Yeah. And you're like, man, that's a really good value. <laughs> you're like, why am I not taking this guy? And then often, often for me, it's like, well, you know what? I just got one of the best steals of the draft, and then like two picks before me, the guy picks Darren Collison at like 102. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah, right. So sometimes we can wait too long, but I, I just feel like he's going to be a bit of a steal. And yeah. I'm 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 all for owning some Darren Collison this year. Uh, you know, uh, he might go uh, he might he might go undervalued because everybody was looking at Ola Depot. Well, and here's the thing too. I feel like most of the time, even we saw this a little bit with Paul George, right? The Pacers players just don't. Other than Miles Turner, Miles Turner's gotten some hype. But most of them just go a little bit below what they should to begin with. Like not many guys watching the Pacers out there. Nope, not a lot of not a lot of people in Indiana watching the Pacers either. All right, so so Bo Bo John here, not Bogdan. Bo Jan Bo Janovich. So standard league player. Mm. Yes. Standard league relevant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but see, for me, I think he is in my streaming more than my owning. Like, I think... He's a borderline owned, borderline stream. So, like, if you suck at points, he's ownable. But if you don't need points or you're pretty decent at points, he's just streamable. Well, and here's the thing, too. I feel like his upside's not very, very high. So... 
like he's a last pick or a next to last pick. But at that point in a standard league, I kind of just want someone with upside who might be better than that. And yeah, so- I'd rather take a take a shot on somebody, a flyer on on someone with a much higher ceiling. So that's why I would say he's more streamable than ownable, but he's really ownable. He's just I'd rather have the upside shot on I yeah. don't know, someone I've young. been in uh, quite a few of the mock drafts I've been in so far. I'm not even seeing him get drafted. Right, which is good. That means in a deep league, I'll probably own him. Yeah, you could definitely snag him in a deep league. That's a good snag in a deep league that you actually want to like you actually want to make sure you're taking him in like the 11th round. Yeah, right. High, which would be high in the standard league, but but he's going to produce league, you need those guys. Right, he's going to produce that value and you might take the upside shot on OG Ananobi and he might play 20 minutes a game or I mean that's just a random player. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but that's just the first player that came to mind. That's fair. Um, so yeah, in deeper leagues, take a look out for Bogjan, uh, Tyler's least favorite of the Bogdanoviches. <laughs> and then obviously the only other guy to talk about. Well, we could talk about some bonus if you want. Nah, I think we talked about him a little. But enough. I mean, Kyle Quinn. I feel like. Oh yeah, Kyle in a Quinn. deep league. I'm going to own a little bit of Kylo Quinn, but I don't know that he gets a lot of minutes because I don't think the Miles Turner Sabonis thing works as good as they hope it does. And so they'll play Sabonis some as the backup center, and that'll limit Kylo Quinn to way less minutes than we want. But I'm always going to own Kylo Quinn in a deep league, 100%. It's Kylo Quinn. Yeah, we saw some games last year too where in like 15 minutes he was producing stats that you're like, that is almost standardly relevant, man. Yes, I mean, some of it was standardly relevant. And that's why you always got to own Kylo Quinn in a deep league. It just like out of nowhere, this guy just, he just does it. So yeah, so he's a sexy, he's a sexy deep league man. That's for certain. I love old old Kylo Quinn. Um Man, I think that is it for uh, the Indiana Pacers here. I think there has been some hype around, some like very like fringy hype around Aaron Holiday out there, but he I, he's pretty buried uh, behind all those other guards in there. So I think we're gonna wrap it up with uh, the our thirty teams in over thirty days for the Indiana Pacers. And if you uh, guys are liking what you're hearing too, you want to hear more, you want to help support the show, please rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to. Or uh, if you want some bonus content, some exclusive content, or do you want to join one of our listener leagues, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Um, there you can subscribe, join a listener league, and get uh, personal uh, advice from me and Tyler uh, before your draft comes up. And we're also going to be putting out exclusive t- content throughout the entire season. So if you really want to support the show, subscribe, patreon.com slash watching the boxes uh tyler what is your twitter twitter handle where can people find you oh you threw me off you you, you said it for the last 10 episodes now you gotta throw me off me yeah i want you to say it every once every 10 episodes what your twitter handle is all right it is at tyler p watts so that's tyler with one t and watts with two there you go um and you can find me at watch the boxes if you got feedback for the show you get questions about the pacers or you want to hear something specific before the season starts, uh, feel free to reach out to us and we will, I mean, we will put that content on the show. We are very receptive. We want to give you listeners uh, what you want to hear uh, because this is really all for you guys. So we appreciate you listening 
and we will catch you next time on our next uh, 30 and over 30. Thanks, everybody.